Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Saria is the tale of two inseparable orphaned sisters, Saria and Zabina as they fight against daily abuse and an unimaginable hardship at the Virgin de la Ascension safe house in Guatemala. Our story follows the events leading up to the tragic fire in 2017 that claimed the lives of 41 orphaned girls. Saria is premiering at the 2020 Oscars Shorts program, and with that, I would want to introduce the writer and the director of Saria, and that would be Brian Buckley. Brian, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. Good to be back. Well, it's the the film is based on an actual event, uh, the tra- the fire in 2017. Um tell me how you sort of got involved in this as a as a film. What 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 prompted that? Certain things come along in life. You know, I thought that you know, the first nomination was sort of suddenly being exposed to the Somali culture and realizing how misunderstood it was. Right. Um and in this case it was me being isolated in my office and seeing on my phone a sort of phone, uh, what do you call it, one of those little warning things that come up and give you a news, news break. This mark, that date marked, which was March 8th of 2019, that marked the anniversary of the deaths of 41 orphans while police stood by. And um, that sort of got me curious, so I clicked on it and began to go down a rabbit hole that has led me to this moment mm. um, that I just became sort of obsessed that weekend, just researching it and starting to realize that there, you know, this crime had happened two years before and that there had been no convictions of the wrongdoers. The burn victims are still, uh, you know, receiving like a very minimal compensation and they've just been left, you know, with no voice um, to get justice. And the girls that passed away, their families, because they're poor, just don't have the resources to sort of shake the trees hmm. and make maybe bring justice about. So I just couldn't get that out of my head. And just uh, my mom was an orphan, so I had a, I could say, a special place in my heart for my for orphans, knowing what she went through and how she endured, and also what how she succeeded in her life by you know ultimately finding loving foster parents later in life that sort of helped her along but without that these kids are just lost so i i really you know just became obsessed with it and that well, what, the story. well what's the first sort of step forward once you've sort of you've seen this and you're moved by it and you feel like this deserves more attention or did you contact the victims or the families of the victims how, how sort of your entry point it was all them? Well, it was all research-based. I just went publication after publication, started with that. I have a, you know, contacts down in Mexico City and kind of reached out to them and met with them regarding what kind of information they had on what went on down there. There was so little information and it was so difficult to extract information about the victims or about what was going on. It was really difficult. Not until much later on, you know, after we created the film and got it just went out there, has everything started to come into play because there was a lot of fear, I think, and also just in terms of is someone going to do something or I don't know really the communication lines of communication 
uh, down there. So I based everything off of stories, and I just crossed them and sort of created the narrative. Obviously, it's not a documentary. It's a narrative piece and sort of pieced the whole thing together. You know, send scouts down there to shoot the orphanage. Um, so, every, you know, everything was as accurate as it could be. And then, like I said, cross-reference what I could get, whether it was word of mouth, but what happened from through my contacts and then, but not having any direct contact with the kids. I will have contact with the kids after this is over, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've had finally had that breakthrough and we actually have contact with their sort of main liaison uh, who's coming up tomorrow from there and into New York to do press. And uh, she's she's lived day to day with the kids. That's super helpful. I'm, I don't know this to be a, true, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but from what your description of the event and the aftermath of the event, I'm getting the impression that the authorities are not particularly interested in figuring out what happened and why. I was kind of curious as to, have you gotten any pushback from anybody in Guatemala, any sort of authorities, anybody who have kind of called you out? Or are you, or are you bringing attention to something that is putting pressure on them? How is that sort of playing out beyond the film? Yeah, well, with the film, we didn't go out with the film let's just say I didn't do the we didn't do the festival circuit. Right? Gotcha. So when this film was four wall, the intent of that was to sort of because I didn't really know how the government down there was going to react to it. It is definitely you know, at that point Morales is president, um certainly this is not something he wants to be he didn't want it sort of opened up. And so I was we were careful to sort of keep a low profile with the project right up until Oscars, basically. It wasn't even on IMDb. I didn't talk about it with anybody because it was a fear I had that, you know, you just don't know at what point someone, you know, just starts to whatever, bad mouth you, what have you. Once we got nomination, it was almost, or I should say shortlisted, it reached, you know, sort of a immediately into an international piece that there was a lot of, I think, couple things. One is down there that a lot of people didn't ever hear of the story down there. Um, in a state-run media, it just never reached their ears. So suddenly they were shocked to hear that. That's the feedback we're getting. Uh, the government has not responded to the piece as of yet. However, I'm hoping soon the U.S. Congress is going to take steps to sort of bring justice here. And that will definitely, you know, we're, in a, we're pushing hard from this side. Um, you know, because of the change in administrations with morale stepping out of the, the 14th of January, you're a transition point in the government. So in essence, it's an opportunity to to really maybe right this wrong mm-hmm. to a degree mm-hmm. and uh, and get this trial going um, so that uh, those who have done wrong will be exposed and you know, serve you know, properly at the time. And also just expose the situation, which just has been, you know, at this point, completely buried, you know, sex trafficking, completely buried yeah. under under this. So I, I feel that, um, yeah, this is just beginning. I mean, honestly, like this, yeah. this is one step. Um, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have the stage for 45 seconds, I'll try to make the most of my speech. And then thereafter, the the the. It continues. It's yeah. not the yeah. end of the journey; it's just the beginning. Really. Yeah. Well, and and 
without getting too deeply into the geopolitics of, of Central America, Guatemala has a very checkered history of human rights mm-hmm. abuses and civil wars, and, and not the least of which we've, we've facilitated a lot of here in the United States of, of a lot of the horror that's been visited upon those people. So mm-hmm. this is a part of the world that has been kind of our our backyard that we have abused in many, many ways. So Mm -hmm. uh, this culture of sort of a lack of concerns for human rights and for for particularly for those people who are disadvantaged um, is, is, uh, you know, it's, it is part of the world we live in, but thankfully for, with films like yours, um, with a, sorry, we have a a way into that and understanding what's going on. So my hat's off to you. You you did this in some ways with Assad, and you you did it as a narrative film with the the Pirates of Somalia. You you seem to be driven by passion, by pa- things that really move you. And for that alone, I I just my hats off to you as a filmmaker and as someone who really does oh, seem to care you. about the people you know in this world. So. So thankful that you were able to find time to come back uh, and visit us again on Film School Radio. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Thank you. Brian Buckley, the director of Saria, Oscar-nominated short live-action film nominee. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.